travel back in time to the 80s, reliving the peer pressure. I'm a nerd, and, uh, and I'm here tonight to stand up for the rights of other nerds. The health issues. I find out that I have um, simplex 10. And the sensitivity. Like all of a sudden, I don't feel like hanging out every night. I don't feel like hitting on women. I don't even feel like drinking milk out of the carton. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. I'm your host, Steve Spears with TampaBay.com. And if we're listening to Timbuk3, you know what that means, Sean? <laughs> that you're a loser. <laughs> Part one of our five-part series on the band Timbuk3. Or <laughs> <laughs> <With> the Canadian. <laughs> hey, it's time for our one-hit wonder show. This is the year 1986, and uh, I don't think any song captures 1986 better than this little tune from Timbuk3. Dare I say classic? <laughs> you can say it. All right. I just want to say that uh, the more you do this show, the more you really sound like a, a game show host. I am sort of a game show host. I think you should have been the new, you should have replaced Bob Barker on The Price is Right. Did you see who got that? Drew Carey. Pretty cool. Would you actually watch it now that he's doing it? No. <laughs> Maybe on one of my sick days when I'm home from school. Have you right ever after seen- I watch McHale's Navy reruns. <laughs> I like, I'm more of a Hogan's Heroes kind of guy myself. How about F Troop? Did you ever like F Troop? No. With Larry Storch? I can't wait till we do our Larry Storch show. I'm really going to coming up. It to you. It's coming up. Hey, do you know anything about Timbuk3? I don't. There are only two of them in the band, though, right? A husband and a wife. Yes! Pat McDonald and his wife, Barbara. And Did you know I had the forty-five to Timbuk three? I could only have guessed. I don't know why. I don't even. I don't remember liking the song that much. But I, I had the forty-five. What kills me is that maybe I kissed a girl. Like you was, know, the night I kissed a girl, it was playing on the radio. It was in I a lot of movies. Capture that moment. It was in a lot of movies back in the eighties. It was in um, My Best Friend's a Vampire. Remember that movie, nineteen eighty-seven? <laughs> I love that movie. Is that with um, Jim Carrey? No, that's uh, Once Bitten. Oh. And um, my best friend's a vampire, or is it teenage vampire with 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 Jim Carrey? I forget. No, best friend is a vampire. Has the guy has the kid from uh, Dead Poets Society in it, but uh, it's also in the uh, movie Campus Man, which is a. Is that when they make? That? Is that when they make the calendars? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember that one? It's a lot of nudity in that, right? Is there uh, nudity in that? Male nudity. <laughs> That's right. why you remember That's it. That's a different show too. Hey, you know what kills me about this song is um a lot of people think it's a it's a upbeat song talking, you know, being real optimistic. It's not. In fact, uh Pat McDonald um when he was talking on VH1's 100 greatest one-hit wonder show actually said the song was meant to be pessimistic and a grim outlook on our future. When I buy a new book, I always read the last page first. That way in case I die before I finish, I know how it ends. That, my friend, is a dark side. 
There you go. I think that was like a graduation. So I know at my graduation from Camp Hill High in 1988, I do believe that somebody like played that song. Really? Yeah, I think so. Might have been the year before me, but somebody did something with Future So Bright, Gotta Wear Shades. But that would have been 86. I didn't graduate till 88. Yeah. yeah, well, we were stuck in the past anyway. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Know. You still are. Hey, if you have, I might have kissed Molly Sherman that night. Drink, drink, drink. Two eyes are not bright as stars when they're shining on me. And then when the song was playing, that's why I went out and I bought the forty-five. I didn't even know you could buy forty-fives back in the late eighties. Yeah, of course you could. Late eighties, eighty-six. Well, yeah. 86? Or maybe it was a Kasingle. Kasingle. Oh, Remember Kasingles? Yes. All right. Let's do a show on Kasingles coming up. Hey, um, if, if you haven't uh, listened to our One Hit Wonder show, here's kind of how it works. Um, we do them one year at a time. So we've already covered years uh, 1980 through 85. We're only going to cover the songs that were deemed One Hit Wonders in 1986. And a lot of these songs were deemed One Hit Wonders by either shows like uh, VH1 or MTV or uh, other websites. You know, and I can say to kind of tease the show a bit, I see a couple on here that are sketchy. that people are going to have a fit that you're calling them a one-hit wonder. I, and just to clarify... I mean, Bruce Springsteen? <laughs> Steve, you're just trying to anger people. Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. So anyway, um, we will roll out the songs one at a time. We don't even know what order they're coming in. And uh, so you'll be as... I will pretend to know something about the band, and then Steve will correct me yes. with the proper information. Sean will then retort with a uh, gastronomical sound. <laughs> <laughs> and we move on. Anyway, so here is song number two. I know it's wrong. Tell me why. That, of course, was the music that was playing when I took my mom out for Mother's Day brunch last year. It was not. It sounds like it. <laughs> was that Al Jarreau? That is the Blow Monkeys, my friend. Uh, blow Monkeys. That's about right. <laughs> hey, that's the song Digging Our Scene. And do uh, you know much about the Blow Monkeys, Sean? I do not know much about the Blow Monkeys. <laughs> They um, were a British sophistopop band of the 1980s. Sophistopop. Oh, that uh, that largely ignored, underappreciated genre of music. Sophistopop. I'd put them in the same category as what, like Spando Ballet, maybe? I put no one <laughs> except for evil. Hitler and Spando Ballet share a category. I hate Spando Ballet. You know that. You say it just to get my goat. <laughs> I hate true. <laughs> God, I'm furious. Deal with it. Anyway, um, that was truly, I think. I mean, you could sort of say that they had some, they had some other hits. Um, it was uh, Milk Toast. Rick Astley. Astley. <laughs> I said Astley. Rick Astley is tougher than the Blow Monkeys. Yeah, I would agree. All right, give me another hey, song. It, and, oh, do you want to give me a little tidbit about the Blow Monkeys? Yeah, that, uh, that song, uh, some of their songs actually were featured in the classic movie, Police Academy 4, <laughs> Citizens on Patrol. <laughs> And the band called it quits in 1990, which I guess is when we should call it quits as well. God, so they really lasted for more, four years? Four years. All right. Give me another one. Let's, let's clean it up around here. Give me a good song. Yeah. 
Woohoo! I love that song. Sean, name the band. The band, I believe, is Baltimore. Baltimore? You've got it. Tarzan Boy. Wasn't it just in a, a, a toothpaste commercial? <laughs> Tarzan Boy? No, you're gonna. I think it was. It probably. And like was. the tooth. I don't know. Like, what, what would be the connection? I don't know, but I think Tarzan Boy was, or maybe it was mouthwash or something. Maybe it was mouthwash, like Listerine or something like that. I can see Listerine and Tarzan Boy. Why? Wait, Tarzan Boy is. It should be unlikable, and yet I kind of enjoy hearing Tarzan Boy. Are you kidding me? I love hearing Tarzan Boy. Do you like that song? I Baltimore. love that song. Were they I from Baltimore? Were they from Charm City? No. According to my notes, they are an Italian dance project. <laughs> what? I'm not making this up. They did have a Northern Irish dancer as their front man named uh, Jimmy McShane. <laughs> <laughs> when they play, when Baltimore is in concert, I wonder what they close with. Uh, are they still together? No. Um, Jimmy McShane died in 1995. The um, oh geez, somber, sorry about sorry. that. It's a somber note to our that show. was a that was a big song around the world. I think it was top five in uh, Italy as well, in most other European countries, including Germany. But uh, they did try to <laughs> they did try to make a comeback in '87. But um, do you think if the if Baltimore and the Blow Monkeys <laughs> toured together a double bill, how many people would they have in uh, in, in a concert? How many how many people would show up? Enough to fit the room you're sitting in right now. Yeah, <laughs> you think so? I don't know. Well, no. Nah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of '80s acts that are touring around this summer. You know, really obscure ones that maybe had maybe one or two hits tops. So I mean, you never know. You throw them together with about a couple other bands, and maybe I'd go see them. Um, actually, you might actually remember this song from 1993 as it climbed back onto the charts because it was featured in the movie Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Three. Is that three colon called like you know, Secret of the Shell or something like that? <laughs> Just as boring as Fellowship <laughs> of the Rings, only much shorter. All right, well, so far, so the music's got to get better. Give me something oh, really good. Come on, give me some better. Nah, Tarzan, nah, Tarzan Boy was good. A lot of people are like, oh yeah, Tarzan Boy. I'll see if I can buy it on iTunes. Come on, give me something good. Honestly, one of my most played songs on my most played songs playlist on uh, iTunes, my iPod, Charlie Sexton, Beat So Lonely. You are correct, I sir. had the full cassette, and I can't name another song that was on there. <laughs> That's but why. I love Beat a- So And we've talked about Beat So Lonely and Charlie Sexton before. Right. Uh, because I think there's some kind of wonderful show we did. Because uh, it's in, it's a great, it takes up a big chunk, the whole last part, the whole right? Last, the whole last party scene at... Uh- Come on, what's his name? Oh, oh what's his Steph. name? Steph's house. It's not Steph. That's pretty in pink. Hardy Jens. Hardy Jens. Good know, gra- I saw your brain throbbing. I know. I look like that uh, scene in. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, Charlie uh, Sexton was a member of Bob Dylan's backing band. I knew that. But what happened is Charlie Sexton, I do believe the story goes that uh, he was with RCA maybe, and they wanted to be, him to be something he's not. They wanted to be, him to be like this kind of punk rock 80s star. But in fact, he kind of wants, he wanted to be a roots rocky guy. You know, he's a great guitar player, but they wanted him to be a pinup. And so he took a lot of time off. He had a great album out last year that didn't get much buzz at all. But uh, yeah, I think he lives in Nashville now. He's a session guy. But Beat So Lonely was a great single. 
It is. It's a great, great single. It, it makes the movie some kind of wonderful, too, which still is, I say, one of the most underrated soundtracks of the 80s. Um, and according to my notes here, it sounds like he recorded this song when he was only 16 years old. Yeah, he's a prodigy. Because now he's not, yeah, he's not that old at all. Yeah. He's still younger than me. Well, no. <laughs> Shows you where your life is gone. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I love the part because in Some Kind of Wonderful at the end, where's the, the big, their big emotional outburst? Doesn't like the guitar solo yes. kick in, the beat so lonely? Yeah, like there's this bit, Hardy Gents. Lovely. Hardy Gents. Lovely. That's sad that it's, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't remember it from 86, to be honest. I mean, I don't remember the radio play then. I mean, in all fairness, in 86, I was a freshman in college, and I don't think I was listening to a whole lot of radio. Yeah, I was just in sixth grade, so. Yeah. So, I mean, this one kind of Joke. escaped. You didn't even pick up on it. You were in college. I was in sixth grade. Come on, man. It was Sorry. A, without my, without, my, uh, without the, the, the lovely and talented Kathy Waz here, the age jokes just, they, they, they lack a certain punch. <laughs> But that's a great song. I'm sure people are, and yet you can get that on um, iTunes. You can, uh, yeah, you can get Good that on know. iTunes. Yeah, go buy. Beat so lonely, awesome. Tell it's me like if this six and a half minutes too. <laughs> is it? Tell oh. me, if, tell me if this next song is available on iTunes. <laughs> Is of course David and David's "Welcome to the Boomtown." I love that song. Never heard it before in my life. Never. It's a great uh, song. I don't think so. David Bearwald and David Ricketts. Uh, Ricketts. Ah, my, my last name was Ricketts. Not very rock and roll. <laughs> um, you might as well be like David Jaundice. <laughs> anyway, I love that song. Uh, there's also the second. That's the first song on the album. The second song is called "Swallowed by the Cracks," and it's another great song. And I know there are at least five or six people out there listening who are nodding their heads, saying, "Yeah, Sean Daly, you got it. You got it." Unfortunately, David and David's "Welcome to the Boomtown" is not available on iTunes. I checked last night. Not available on iTunes. What'd you think of that song? I like it. It takes a while to get started. It's kind of. Uh, I think it was influenced by you know by Springsteen commentary on uh, on the 80s you know it's it's a pretty bleak album pretty bleak album about a lot of unhappy people and yet it brought me great joy it brought me great joy <laughs> all right let's uh, let's punch it up a little bit i see i see one on here and let's just let's just kick it let's just turn this mother around <laughs> Keep your hands to yourself. I hate, I hate that song. I hate it. Do you hate it as much as I hate a book and a book and a book and a ah ah ah? Every time MTV would play the video for this song, I got some change in my pocket going jingle-ling-a-ling. And you see those rednecks heading down the highway hey. in the back of a truck. And you see him starting strumming that guitar. I mean, I could not reach oh, the remote that just control like, fast enough. What? I hate that song. It's a song. great rock song. I hate it. 
probably if under Steve's 10 most hated songs of all time, that's easily contended for top three. What's number one? Everybody Wang Chung tonight. <laughs> Wang Chung so much. Anyway, I, I love, love the Georgia Sun. Doesn't make you just want to like get in a bar fight and like go home with somebody skanky. It makes me want to get in a bar Actually, fight. All, all these right. songs make me want to do that, but that's okay. That's my issue to deal with. My roommate, a young man by the name of Gene McCabe, I believe, was a huge Georgia Satellites fan. I think he he brought one album with him to Syracuse University, and that one album was the Georgia Satellites. Where was he from? Tennessee. Oh, <laughs> I know. Man. I don't know where he That's, was from. I forget where he was from. They're from Atlanta. So there was a the lot band. of jang a lang a lang. I hate. How could you like that song? What's likable about it? Maybe Gene was. You know, he was trying to be cool and fit in with a hipster like me. You know, and he with thought that that, that that Georgia Satellites was his entry into hipsterdom. There's nothing hip. All right, play another goddamn no, song. Come on, I want to beat it up what? some more. It sucks. It's a, it's a great rock tune. How so? Spears, you I mean, your whole life is driven by wild turkey and wild women, and yet you don't, like, keep your hands to yourself? I guess it's just a philosophy I don't choose to live by. And you live in Florida. It's like, I mean, this is like the, the, the anthem, the state anthem of this place. Oh, you're making me sad. Do you really? <laughs> much sadness? Do you really not? Like, is it a redneck thing? You know, I don't like Southern rock. I spent four years in Jacksonville when I first started my journalism career. And Jacksonville is the home of uh, Leonard Skinner and 38 Special and uh, Molly I'm Hatchet. so caught up in you, Steve Spears. They're coming to town uh, in October. Yeah, but like, there's none of, none of the original guys are left. It's the 38 Special Experience. <laughs> but, I might but I've heard enough them. Southern rock in, in those four years to last a lifetime. I like the Georgia every satellites. Every day, every day in Jacksonville. I like to hear from our listeners, Georgia satellites, yay or nay? Nay. All right, play. Come on. We got like the next five or six are just boom, boom, boom. All awesome. No, I'm sorry. Show ends now. I'd like to I'd like to read a little note, kind of about that song we just heard. I want to read a little note um, from one of my readers on my blog, which is uh, blogs.tampabay.com/slash/popmusic, and Tony Ann says, and then she's talking about one hit wonders of 1986. Okay, so Tony Ann says, as an Arrested Development fan, I'd have to go with Gob Bluth's theme song, "The Final Countdown," and maybe just maybe, if you're good, we'll hear that a little later. And I probably wouldn't change the station if Tarzan Boy came on either. But Don Johnson's heartbeat? I'd rather listen to the Curly Shuffle twice. We dance all night doing the Curly Shuffle. Hey, Mo! Hey, Mo! Hey, Mo! Hey, Mo! Not a big Don Johnson fan. That, that song makes me... Uh, reconsider and take back everything I said <laughs> about the Georgia satellites. I thought so. I thought so. You know, it probably Heartbeat. came out. 86 was pretty much the highlight. I mean, it was pretty much the the 
prime time for Miami Vice, wasn't it? I mean, that's when Miami Vice was really at its hottest. Probably. I mean, Don Johnson could have done a. Uh, he could have recorded the Curly Shuffle, and it would have been a, a number two. Doing the Curly Shuffle, whoop, 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 whoop. hey mo. But uh, he could do no wrong back then. But but twenty years later, it's so wrong. It's so funny. I have a picture of his album cover on my blog too, and this album cover is. Uh, <laughs> it's like they caught him on his way to the bathroom. Like, hey Don, look over here. Fine, run it, <laughs> print it. He looks rather annoyed, kind of bored, much like people who listen to Heartbeat. <laughs> But that was, was that number one hit heartbeat, Steve. Can you give me that information, Steve? Number Chris? five. Number five. Number five heartbeat. It's pretty bad, isn't it? Yeah, I, I don't God, remember it. We I remember it kind of a, It's always a punchline now. Isn't but. it true you lost your virginity to heartbeat? <laughs> uh, I can tell you for sure that the song that was playing at that particular moment was "Hold Me Now" by the Thompson Twins. Is that is that what was playing when you lost it? Yeah, yeah. I never knew that. Mine was Electric Blue by Lou Graham. <laughs> it's like, are you, are you kidding me? And, this and, is the best. I should have waited till. And thus entered the schism in the time <laughs> mechanism sure. that is our universe. Electric Blue by, wow, that's pretty cool. Hold Me Now. Hold Me Now. Which is like kind of romantic. It was, it was one of those. I don't those, know what Lou was, was trying to say. It was say. cliche even. I th- I mean, it might have been on repeat for all I know. But for as long as that experience it took, it didn't have to be on repeat very long. <laughs> And now we hit the somber moment of the show. Yeah. Okay. Let's hit hit me with something. Well, that was. Uh, did you plan that? I did not plan that at all. Let's go all the way by Sly Fox. Hey, speaking of Fox, real quick, and speaking of me, um, without my pants on, <laughs> when was Samantha Fox really popular, Steve? In the eighties, has she been on? No, she have we been done on her one yet. hit wonders? No, I really had a thing for her, and I got my vinyl at home. We'll get to Sly Fox in a second. I want to talk about <laughs> Samantha Fox because she's really hot. And she showed her boobies a lot. But I have this great thing for, like, Touch Me. Remember that? Let oh, me yeah. know. When, let's do a Samantha Fox show. And I bet we can get her on. And maybe get All her right. off. So tell me about Sly Fox. Sly Fox. A short-lived 1980s pop duel consisting of Gary Mudbone Cooper and Michael Camancho. Uh, let's let's go all the way. That's a good song. That was fun, huh? Remade by the Insane Clown Posse in the year 2000. Did not know that. Did not need to know that either. So, you know, supposedly this song is not about having sex. And the band is very upset about that. It's not about... You know what? Why mess with your legacy like that? I was just uh, reading an interview with Ray Bradbury. (laughs) Speaking of Sly Fox. Really? No, this has something to do with what I'm talking about. And they were asking Ray Bradbury about Fahrenheit 451. Yeah. And he's like... It wasn't about censorship. It was a science fiction story, but it wasn't about censorship. It's like, Ray, why are you doing this now? It's all about censorship. You know, I hate when people screw with their legacy. If I was Sly Fox and my whole life is essentially boils down to this ridiculous synth pop song, (laughs) 
I mean, why are you why are you messing with your legacy now? Let's go all the way. No, it was really about man's inhumanity to man. You know what, Sly Fox? That pisses me off. You know what? That's funny that you actually guessed that. Because that's what Sly Fox says it's about. It's about disillusionment with an increasingly violent and dehumanizing world. You know what? That I'm pissed off. <laughs> Get Sly Fox on the phone. And Samantha Fox and Ray Bradbury. Ah, the perfect timing for reader mailbag. It's not the perfect time, Steve. I'm furious. <laughs> All right, do you want me to read? We have a piece of mail. We actually have a piece of mail this week, and Sean Daly will do the honors. This is fan mail from Chief Gizmo Sapien. Obviously Greek. Steve and Sean, while I am very stuck in the 80s, you guys have not done any country music as part of the 80s. During that time, there was a renaissance in country music, and several cultural icons of the 80s and 90s careers were born, like Vince Gill, Garth Brooks, George Strait, Randy Travis. I know that it may not be your scene, and I, I should mention that Gizmo Sapien has horrendous spelling. <laughs> I know that it may not be your scene, but that was the revolution that brought country music back into mainstream music so that artists like Shania Twain, Carrie Underwood, Faith Hill, and Keith Urban to name a few. All right, that's not really good grammar, but we get this point. You even have some 80s artists who have crossed over to country like John Bon Jovi. I would be terribly surprised with all of the alcohol that Steve has consumed over the years that he hasn't listened to one of the largest genres of drinking music in the world. By the way, thanks, Sean, for scaring off another female host. Kathy will be missed, particularly that great phone sex voice, Chief Gizmo Sapien. He has a sign-off here that I think is the French word for heart. Cur- C-O-E-U-R Given his spelling, I have no idea (laughs) Chief Gizmo Sapien wants us to do an 80s I don't really, when I think of the 80s I don't think about country music Well, I think of uh, like the Gatlin Brothers And uh, the um, Who who, who was the guy, uh, was it Larry Gatlin Did the uh, The, members only jackets Oh really? That was was, um, Who did the The Oak Ridge Boys did Elvira Yeah Yeah. Mm. You know what's funny? I bought. I do actually own a Best of Country in the 80s CD that I bought in anticipation that we would actually one day get around to doing this show. Yeah. And it's pretty much sat in its original wrapper on my desk at home for six months. I'd like to listen months. to that. Why don't we do that? For Chief Gizmo Sapien. We'll get, uh, we'll get the chief on the phone. <laughs> uh, well, that's a good letter. Hey, remember, you can always send us an email at any time. The email address is... Stuck in the eighties at TampaBay.com. Uh fire us off a letter and maybe we'll humiliate you on air as well. Aha, the mystical sounds of name that eighties. It's been a while since we've had one of these, right? A long time. Anyway, you know how this works. We're gonna play a snippet from a song from the eighties, and if you can name the artist and the song title, you win fame and glory. And nothing of absolute any value. Hey, let's give a shout out to Sarah Hall. Sarah Hall, do you still listen to us? I'm I don't just think curious. she does. I haven't heard from her yeah. in ages. She got a boyfriend. Now that Kathy's out of the picture, we can totally uh, scam on chase terror. other babes. Yeah, right. we're free. I feel like you just got a divorce. Oh. You'd know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, here's the uh, tip for this week's song. This song is a 1986 song, and it is considered by many to be a one-hit wonder. Oh, cool. I don't even know what it is. Let Here we go. I can guess it. Fire away. I actually know what that song is. Here's a clue. That tape 
I had the, the, the tape of that, and it was stuck in my dad's 1985 Oldsmobilic. And I bought it from him, and I had to listen to that song about 13 times a day. So if you know oh, that's me... That's a dead giveaway to everybody now. Yeah, Thanks, people Sean. get it. But if you think you know the name of the song, email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com, and we'll let you know if you're a wiener. In the meantime, special fan greeting now. This is one of the fan greetings that uh, our listeners left for Kathy that we weren't able to squeeze into her goodbye show. So we'll play it now instead. Slide away and give me a moment. I've got to let you know. You're my From all the team at Retrohead Radio in Auckland, New Zealand, we would like to wish Kathy all the best. We just wonder if she's planning to produce a Stuck in the 90s podcast. Seattle's the city to do it, Kathy. Oh, and before we go, someone would like to say something. I've known heads of state and many celebrities, but none have given me finer memories than you. I shall savor our moments together, even the embarrassing and painful ones, which account for most of them. I've got to let you know you want to that was cool. That was very, very cool. We couldn't sneak that into our, the other show. No. It came in after we finished the show. That's Richard Phelps. He runs the radio station in Auckland, New Zealand, where we're broadcast live on the air. I, we're not broadcast live on the air if we record it now. Well, you know what I mean. So um, I have no That's idea. That's cool. When I, do, when, when, so I'm, I'm hot in uh, New Zealand? Indeed. <laughs> really? Do you get a lot of mail from New Zealand for the show? Um, I get a fair amount from New Zealand and Australia together combined. Um, That's cool. But um, I have no we idea. We should do a tour. <laughs> we should do a tour in New Zealand. Hey, Richard, how about poning up some money? We'll come down there. Yeah, bring us down. We'll do, you know what? We'll do two weeks in the studio, stuck in the 80s, New Zealand style. Let's do it. We'll uh, bring the America's Cup back for you or whatever, whatever it takes. <laughs> a formal written apology. I'd also like to know States. what that clip was from. Yeah, I don't know. It don't sounded familiar. But uh, it's a great, it's a, one of our best fan greetings. I can oh, recall. I think it might be our best, but I want to say we've had a lot of good ones. So is it kind of weird not having Kathy here? It's very lonely in this room. Steve, of course, is in the, when we, we record this show, Steve is in the control room, and I am in the recording studio. And it is a little weird. It's It's bizarre. Because normally Kathy and I would be, you know, not have our pants on, and there'd be friendly groping going on. Because we we were, you know, once married. You know, she's my ex-wife. But yeah, it's bizarre. Have you heard from Kathy? Yeah. She's basically cut me out of her life forever. <laughs> I believe that was per the court order. Yeah, I think so. No, uh, they're out in Seattle already. They've been there for a couple of weeks now. We got to get her on the phone. And we will. Have, have her give uh, listeners an we update. Will. But they're out there. I think they just found a place to live, and um, they're just trying to make. Do- they're trying to. To live uh, one day at one day at a time. Oh, you're such a dork. So, do we ever ask Kathy who she'd rather make out with, me or you? Didn't we ask her that once? Yeah, I think we did ask her that once. Who won? Oh uh, no, we asked Sarah Hall that. You know, actually, I couldn't quite make it out the answer from the vomiting sounds. That were... <laughs> anyway, all right, we have two. Sarah Hall said it'd be you, by the way, didn't she? No, nah, but then like she would tell us each something, like when the other was, you know, like, "Don't, it's really Sean or it's really Steve." I you know, really? Like that, She's yeah. a naughty girl, isn't she? Yeah, she let's get her on the line. <laughs> now that we're single again. All right, well, we have two of the hottest, white hottest, one hit wonders from 86 left. Cue them up? Yeah.
is. Are we back on? Are we back on? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, honeymoon Suite from Canada. That's right. Um, now I, I hear the cries already spreading down. Oh, you are going to get across the, the crap kicked out of you. You just had the Canadian show where you talked about the supremacy of Honeymoon Suite, and now you have the gall, the unmitigated gall, to come back on the one-hit wonders of 86 and do this and pull this crap, Spears? Explain yourself. Why is this a you, 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 you <laughs> nonsense? I don't know. It's not. Hey, uh, they, they appear on several lists for one-hit wonders, and it's not fair because they def- definitely are not one-hit wonders, but uh, we just had to see if Canada was still listening or not. I know Sean loves this song. In fact, you were... After we do two weeks in New Zealand, we're going to do two weeks traveling Canada. From uh, we're gonna stay with, to we're gonna, Vancouver. We're going to stay with, what's his name? Stu Jeffries. And uh, Peter Ryan's up there. We'll stay with him. Cool. He's, he'll probably put us up for a week. I right, think right Chief, Peter? I think Chief Gizmo Sapien will <laughs> cut one of our throats <laughs> somewhere in uh, Saskatchewan. And, uh, yeah. And uh, let's see. Alistair, Alistair Burns is up there. He'll help us out. You give us some shout-outs. Yeah. They love us. I know. All um, right, then we'll do two weeks. And where else can we do two weeks? Where else are we big? Germany. <laughs> we can visit the Rhineland. Yes, Norway. My return to Norway. We'll do pay-per-view. Mama, no. How, how do you say where's the bathroom again? Boratulettern. <laughs> Boratulettern. That's all I need to know. Did I ever tell you that the girls covers would this. be naked? That covers they, all of life's endeavors. Did I ever tell you the girls would be naked and they put the palms of their feet together and do the bicycle? Have I ever told you about that? No. <laughs> I did. Okay, enough about Norway. Back to the songs, okay? Right. How many we got left? Here is a song. If this song doesn't start Sean singing, nothing will. Now give me just a little time. I want to rock you down. I'm going to love you. You like that song? Love that, of that course, song. was Philip Michael Thomas. <laughs> now, who is that? Gregory Abbott. Gregory Abbott. Shake You Down. And uh, you don't recall it? Did you ever make out with somebody while Shake You Down was playing? Gregory Abbott, in fact. <laughs> no. I'm he sure was I singing did. it in your ear. <laughs> See, how come Gregory Abbott couldn't have been playing when, uh, I, you know, instead of Lou Graham? Electric it was 86. Is that when you did it? Was it 86 when no, it happened for you? No, it wasn't. But I'm just saying that. You know, how come I couldn't get a song like that? But I got Electric Blue. <laughs> a bad Lou Graham song. Now there are a lot of good ones, but I got a... Is that what goes through your mind now every time you hear that song? I don't hear Electric Blue that much. <laughs> it's not like I was boinking the Freebird or anything like that. I mean... <laughs> anyway, Shake You Down, Gregory Abbott. Number yeah, one... It's a nice enough song. It was the number one hit. Was it? Yeah. And, uh... He had some other songs that were that got pretty high on the R and B charts, like "I Got the Feeling It's Over" and stuff like that. But uh, he's uh, he's kind of moved on to uh, a business of putting uh, music placement in films and stuff like that. Oh, really? Rigor so he's Abbott. not uh, he's not performing anymore. But that's I love that song. It's a real nice. Uh, you can put that song anywhere in the eighties. It doesn't have an eighty six feel to it. If I ever come over to your house. <laughs> And it's just the two of us, and you put on Gregory Abbott's Shake You Down. I'm really going to start to get worried. So, Sean, you seem so tense. I have some oils. <laughs> All right, we got one more, some right? Mint tea. <laughs> All right, we got one more? Yeah. All right. Can I preface this song? All right, this song means a lot to all, to all of us, but especially a young man by the name of Randy Stern, who I went to, to college with. 
And uh, Randy was a Detroit Pistons fan. And I believe they used this song in their championship run. They used this song to uh, charge themselves up, to fire themselves up. And every time Randy heard it, he was quite simian. And every time he heard it, he'd be like, meh, meh, meh. And he'd run around the dorm and he would get them all pumped up. He loved it. All right, hit him with it. Here we go. Yes, the final countdown by Europe. Europe. So you think when they were naming the band, they're like, "What should we be?" Well, we could we call could ourselves be Asia. Italy. We could be Asia. <laughs> you think it was oh, a continent thing? Asia. I thought they couldn't choose. We could be France. No, how about uh, we can't really agree. How about we just say Europe? We'll just say you know that's a catch-all. Europe. Awful, awful name for a band. Yeah. I mean, so is Asia. Really, if you think about it. Of course. It. What about America? I mean, that was kind of ballsy to call your band America. Are you a big fan of bands that name themselves after the, like that, like Boston, Chicago? There's no band named Florida. No, there's not. I don't think there's any bands named after anywhere in Florida. Kilo. Oh no. What? I was thinking Key Largo, but that's the name of a song. Thirty. Yeah, no, Dirty I don't Higgins. Think, isn't that that's kind of weird, isn't it? No, I mean, there's nothing really. I mean, Georgia. Is there any song? I mean, you got Georgia, San Francisco. Who knows? What are we? What are we even talking? About? We, we're Here we were. We were all fired up about the final countdown. Do you like that song? I like that song so much that uh, I hope I never hear it again. It's like that one letter you got. It reminds me of uh, Arrested Development every time I hear it now. Oh, really? So you knew Tony Ann by saying that uh, you know God Bluth? Yeah. Is he? Was he the magician? Yeah. Oh, is that his like magician music? Yeah, that's his magician music. <laughs> that's really funny. That's great. Did you buy those on um, DVD? Yeah, I have every season on DVD. God, actually. I got a lot of stuff on DVD. I know. You, you've been to my house. I mean, you see how many DVDs I have. Yeah, it's, it's I was at the last time I was there. I would have stayed longer, but you put on Gregory Abbott, shake it down. <laughs> actually, and if you want to, if you want to debate us on uh, Final Countdown, it was actually on a list that I saw, a list of the one hit wonders of all time from. Australia. The Australians put this on their list of one-hit wonders, even though here in the U.S. they had another big song called Carrie, which is sort of a ballad that was number three. They did that whole metal, 80s metal. You'd have your, 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 your song, your, 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 your anthem, your anthemic you know, and you go rage, to your, you go and then you'd ballad. always hit them up with the ballad, ballad. next. Yeah, so We're pretty formular, aren't we? Well, and the 80s metal was, but I love it. Europe. That's a good song. Yeah. I mean, it's not a good song, but it's fun. It pumps me up. Yeah, it does the trick. Yeah. Anyway, that's all the songs we have for this week. And uh, I don't feel very clean about myself after listening to some of those. Do you really feel dirty? Yeah. I kind of feel like 86 wasn't wasn't a great year for music, at least for one-hit wonders. I got some change in my pocket going jang-a-ling-a-ling. Oh. (laughs) You know, when you do that angry thing, I can see like a a blood vessel in your head about to explode. Don't pull the scanners on me. There's some veins about. You know, and in that in that uh, the 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 studio in there, you're you're by the 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 booth. The light, the way it falls over you, is very haunting. Like your eyes are dark, like a monster. All right, let's wrap up the favorite one hit wonders of 1986. 
and uh, and say goodbye. And now I got maybe I should come up with a, a new catchphrase to end. You know, Kathy had chow. chow. What should what should mine be? Come up with later. I mean, ah, that you know. <laughs> come on, do another one. Uh, we'll uh, vote on him. Uh, Catch it downtown, Chachi. <laughs> no, that works for me for now. <laughs> All right. Hey, along with Chachi and Sean, we're going to stay here, stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is produced by the St. Petersburg Times and TampaBay.com. To read our blog, go to blogs.tampabay.com slash 80s. Email us at stuckinthe80s at tampabay.com and remember to subscribe to the podcast at iTunes.